Kimberly, look at me. Oh my god. What did you see? There's gonna be a huge accident. Who's back? Back again. It's just, Scream 101. It's just a solo rendition by yeah. Brennan. Yeah, I'm Brennan. All right, and I'm Sergio. And welcome back to Scream 101. We're back on our bullshit. We're doing... Um, back on our grind. Yeah, we're doing our regular month uh, marathons. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing Final Destination 2. But first, let's do some 10-word reviews of movies we caught in the past, well, month. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick us off, Sergio? All right, sure. So my first review... For Avengers Endgame is, and my only review for the movie, is <laughs> um, Endgame. Like a new pair of Vans, a very satisfying experience. Ooh. And that ties into other things we experienced this month, too. Yes, as well. Good. What's yours? A new pair of Vans. Um, the very definition of extra, but I like extra. Okay. All right. Missing Link. The comeback 2005 edition of movies. <laughs> okay. And my review is... It's fine, but we all know Leica can do better. It's true. Um, much like the comeback did in 2014. Mm-mm. So, Detective Pikachu, in a world where you got to catch them all, here's when you can miss. That's so sad. I feel like your thoughts have really soured towards the movie since we left, because I thought you enjoyed it more. Um, the movie was enjoyable enough, but it isn't really worth like me recommending people go see it. Wait for it to come out on Redbox. Yeah. Support Redbox. Fair enough. Um, but my review actually used kind of the same hook. It's generic mystery plot, but I don't regret catching it. We're <laughs> full of puns here. We really are. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's just dive right on into our discussion of Final Destination 2. Here is the plot of the aforementioned movie. Kimberly has a premonition of a horrible highway accident killing multiple people, including her and her friends. She blocks the cars behind her on the ramp from joining traffic, and as a police trooper arrives, the accident actually happens. Ooh. <laughs> now death is stalking this group of mistaken survivors, and one by one they are dying as they were supposed to on the highway. Good. <laughs> are you saying you didn't like these people? Um, only their actions. <laughs> And their personalities. And their words. Mm. Um, Which was your least favorite and which was your favorite? My least favorite character would have to have been Eugene. Oh, um, you mean the man who just keeps saying this is bullshit and denying it until he goes absolutely crazy and pulls a gun out of absolutely nowhere? I thought that was really uncalled for in his character. Um, And my favorite character must have been... The lottery winner. Uh, is it because he takes his shirt off and does a little dance while he's making sausage? Yeah. Or what was he making? Like fish leftovers? sticks or something. It was disgusting. It was fish sticks in a pan on the stove while heating up leftover Chinese food. A mess. Yeah. I'd say my favorite is probably the cop because he has nice eyebrows and, you know, is the only character who actually listens to our main girl, Kimberly, and is like, you know what? She's making some sense. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite is probably the lady who is a Miranda because she shows how poisonous being a Miranda can be. And that makes me feel very unsafe because I am a Miranda. It's true. Being a Miranda can get you killed. (laughs) As we saw in this movie. We did. 
Um, but as always, we rate our movies out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Uh, let's start with scariness. Do you have a, uh, a rating for us? Scariness? I gave it out of five, right? Yes. Um, I know we're out of practice, but yeah. It's been a minute. Um, I gave it a three. Okay, and I'm I'm giving it a two. So what like what was you know making the pulse pound on this one? I thought that they did a good job of establishing the characters and like their personalities and like what their motivations are just existing in the world. You have the mm. mother and her son. You have the expectant mother. You have a cop just doing his job. You also have the cokehead guy who's very attractive, and then you have the um, yeah, he's kind of like Russell Brandy, mm-hmm. but yeah. more attractive. Like if you were to get a haircut, he'd be great. Um, and then you have the lottery winner who's also very attractive. Um, but in that very 2003 way where he's like perfectly buffed and except for like, he has a little treasure trail mm-hmm. and I'm and like, a nipple piercing. he does have a nipple piercing, but I'm like, I haven't seen either of those in a good long while. Um, you're not going to the same bars I'm going to. <laughs> uh, so I say all this to say is that they get a good job of me getting invested in their character arcs and their lives. So mm-hmm. when something dangerous was happening and there was always something dangerous happening to these people, I legitimately feared for their deaths because I don't want anybody to die. Okay. Um, no, I feel that. Um, the reason I'm a little bit lower on this one is because, you know, it's the uh, diminishing returns aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like this is definitely more, you know what you're getting. Um, and that what that is is like crazy gory kills and like these Rube Goldbergian things. So that's what the movie I feel has kind of like shifted its attention toward more than like actual atmosphere or whatever. That's true because this movie was significantly dumber than the first one. Oh, absolutely, dear lord! This movie has a reputation. I don't know, maybe not among everyone, but it seems to be a general consensus that it's an improvement on the first one. Mm-hmm. And I used to be part of that consensus, and I don't know if I'm there anymore. Mm-hmm. There is some dumb stuff in this movie. Um, do you mean like it's better isn't smarter than the first, or better is like a better overall viewing experience? Because I would say that it's better overall viewing experience than the first one because I like the characters more, but I think it's dumber because their actions are just so dumb. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, uh, better better overall. So mm-hmm. I guess you would agree with the consensus as mm-hmm. I am pulling away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, look, people still talk about the, like, if they're behind a truck that's full of logs, that they're like... How often are people behind those kinds of trucks? It's just whenever it happens. I don't know. Not not a lot in California. No. But no, but like people will mention it and they'll think about Final Destination too. Like, this movie has kind of cemented a a specific fear into the general population, I feel. And I think that that's not nothing. Like, that's that's a power that it has. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, what what of campiness, Sergio? It gives it a solid three. Okay, I'm giving it a four. But... A four is is deserved as well. um, I'm just going to throw you out one little moment. Um, Tony Todd's obligatory cameo as the like creepy coroner who knows way too much about death. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking to our heroes as he's wheeling around the dead body of the aforementioned like shirtless cooking guy who has a nipple ring. But and while now a hole through his head. Oh yeah. <laughs> but now that um, while Tony Todd's telling him about like death and his grand design, he's just idly toying with the nipple ring with like a pair of pliers. <laughs> and it's the most hilarious yeah. thing. Like, I think he must have come up with that in the moment or something. Mm-hmm. There's no way that was in the script. It's so weird mm-hmm. and gross mm-hmm. and hilarious. Yeah. To me, the campiness moment comes just beforehand when they're at 
uh, I don't know, the main girl and the cop are doing something. And all of a sudden, they're meet, greeted by Allie Larder's character. And she's like, are you ready to go where you need to go? And then and we're she's like, like, are you sure you're ready for this? And then we're like, where? She's mentioned nothing. Yeah. She, they're just basically following this blonde woman because she's blonde now. Um, just in good faith. And it's like, I don't know if this woman you met in an insane asylum <laughs> is really the person you should be leading. But she voluntarily checked in. Yeah. And then also... She flipped her off when they were in the insane asylum. She waited to go around to get to her little camera and then flipped her off when she could have very well done it like beforehand. I just thought that was dumb. Everyone's extra in this movie. They very much are. Um, let's see what else do I have. I mean, there's all the like 2003 stuff, like the lottery guy who we can't not be talking about at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming into his apartment because he won the lottery and he's has like all these shopping bags and stuff and this giant box for an iMac computer <laughs> and it's the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, Apple sure has changed. We're recording this on an Apple that if I was carrying it with like a bunch of groceries, it would be smaller than a cereal box. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the teenager was really dumb because the, the, you mean the son of the mom yeah. who gets smushed like a grape? Yeah, because they're like, get, stay away from the pigeons. Yeah. And his first inclination is to chase the pigeons. I mean, wouldn't it be yours? I mean, not if people were shouting at you about pigeons, yeah. but like if you saw pigeons. I don't know. Um, I mean, in his defense, he was probably hopped up on some kind of gas. Oh, he super was. I don't know if that with the uh, like how long that lasts though i've never been on laughing gas before i mean it would have lasted him out of the building okay because i mean they left before they finished that operation even Mm -hmm. um because he was you know choking on some sort of fish from a mobile that was hanging in the in the room um yeah no we can say that like one of the side effects of nitrous oxide is being really into birds Um, oh, also, there's Kimberly hilariously misreading all of the signs that Death is giving her about what its design is. Yeah. Like, she sees a dumb vision of pigeons. First of all, her visions are so lame. They're, like, she has, um, at one point, there's the, the reflection of branches on her ceiling, and then it kind of looks like skeletal death hands kind mm-hmm. of making a clawing motion. I'm like, yeah. I forgot all of this dumbass stuff in uh-huh. this movie um but anyway so she's she sees the pigeons and she's like pigeons pigeons are gonna kill nora and nick or whatever yeah. whatever their names are and she's like watch out for the pigeons they're gonna i guess peck you to death like an alfred hitchcock film and it's like you know death is not gonna tell you exactly what his plan is and she's yeah. always like i had a vision of this doctor the doctor is gonna strangle her and like okay mm-hmm. this is insane yeah those were really not precise you know they had it's like you could guess the topic, but like the specific details you were never going to um, peg. Um, I remember thinking the just the imagery that set her off is really dumb. And it's like you really are looking for something here. Like you're mm-hmm. grasping at straws. And yeah, you might get like the main idea, but it's not going to help you. Um, you saw the it sure didn't you like because they're in the building at the cop's apartment. And then the coked up guy sees um really just like the outline of someone against like a bunch of strings and they somehow ascertain that it's claws and it's like a man with claws and then they have yeah. to call her up and she's they're like yo a man with claws is gonna get you and she's like am i did i suddenly find myself in an elm street movie mm-hmm. um but sure enough it really wasn't the claws um because he could have just let go of the one of the hands that was stuck to her and she would have been fine it was the elevator that did her dirty mm-hmm. and decapitated her spoilers well, you know, 
Yeah. People people be dying in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one last thing before we move on. The the hot cop, everyone has gathered in his apartment and their safety, you know, they're putting all the child safety stuff on that they do. And the like cokehead guy that you find attractive, which I, I don't disagree with you. I wasn't like feeling him necessarily, mm-hmm. but you're right. Anyway, so he he's cleaning out the closet or he's hanging up something. It doesn't matter. But this cop apparently does every single outdoor activity it's possible to do because he has one of those rock climbing like hatchet things. Um, he has like a really sharp ice skate sitting there. Someone mm-hmm. almost gets impaled by a kayak, and it's like, is there an activity this cop does not love to do? Because who has this much crap? <laughs> He has an expendable income. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, look, being a cop in New York slash Canada pays double. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what's your... That was a bad joke. It doesn't make sense. It does They're pretending it's New York, but it's really Canada. That's Are they really joke. pretending it's New York or like upstate New York? Upstate New York, yeah. Okay. Um, and, at least the, the first one was specifically set in New York, and this one's set, you know, in the in, surroundings. Yeah. I have nothing else to add to that. Oh, okay, great. Um, what's your FX score? <laughs> My FX score is a four, like on the verge of a five. Okay. The effects were solid. They were really good. Um, I think back to the opening one where a log busts through um, and then it busts out and it's just red because you bust through and now it has body parts with it. Um, all the explosions. The explosions were a little over the top. Because, like, a car does explode, but not, like, on impact. It's going to, you know, go in flames. Uh No, but look, that scene is so fun. Um, That's the scene that I remember most watching this movie. Um, And, of course, there are, like, other good gore sequences. Like I said, the the kid getting squished by this falling pane of glass, just like a grape. Just Um, And also the, uh, you know, shirtless cooking man when he gets his eye impaled with a... uh, fire escape ladder mm-hmm. that's really cool but i say my score is going to be a three out of five um because it's constructive criticism they're leaning way too hard on explosions in this movie mm-hmm. which are the least interesting way to do things in this type of movie mm-hmm. where you're trying to get people like real amped up about you know crazy ridiculous kills mm-hmm. um also but all it? the other deaths were still pretty good and you had the kid that was crushed by glass you had the woman mm-hmm. whose head was chopped off Oh, you know, I do like the one where the lady, like the the airbag explodes and like crushes her head against that piece of pipe. Yeah, and because you weren't expect, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then you had the coked out guy whose body was just oh, severed yeah. and cut into pieces. Oh yeah, because an explosion, an explosion, mm-hmm. mind you, uh-huh. um, sends a piece of fencing with barbed wire just like through him. You know mm-hmm. what? Four. I'm giving it a four. Yeah, that was, that good. was unfair of me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some great stuff in this movie. Yeah. And then you had the, um, the hot guy that began our conversation. Um, <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> he nearly escapes death. Um, and you're rooting for him to escape death. Uh, but he unfortunately succumbs to dying mm-hmm. after breaking out of a burning w- room after having his hands somehow stuck in a garbage disposal, uh, and climbs down on a ladder only to be impaled by said ladder. Mm-hmm. On and because he threw out the spaghetti <laughs> yeah, out of no, his window. This is why you don't litter. Especially, look, spaghetti litter is the is a capital crime. Uh-huh. Why would you throw your spaghetti just out onto the street? Well, it's biodegradable, so you I know. I guess so. Maybe some raccoons could be feasting. You're right. He's just giving it back to the earth. Yeah. 
<laughs> from whence it came. <laughs> anyway. Go back, spaghetti. Um, one thing, I do want to apologize if you can hear music in the background. Our downstairs neighbors are playing, first of all, the sexiest music you've ever oh, heard. Oh, I'm pretty sure stuff's going down They're right now. They're full on boning downstairs. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, we all it. know what's happening. Well, you know, there's plenty of buts. <laughs> we'll hear them probably later tonight, too. Mm. While we're trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Love them. Shout out to you. I know okay, go Brennan. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think one of the reasons I found the kills a, a little underwhelming is because the scenes in between I wasn't just wasn't really feeling this time. I think because they needed the body count to be higher because of the sequel, they have all this ridiculous amount of characters. Like the the opening scene on the highway that's the prelude to the crash. Mm-hmm. We're meeting like 90 people. Yeah, it was hard to keep track of who I was supposed to care about and who was just going to die. Yeah, it's exhausting. I knew her friends were going to die though cuz I was like this porn star best friend is not going <laughs> to survive. She was so bad. Well, the thing, I totally forgot that the friends died in that opening crash, mm-hmm. like in both versions of it. And that did surprise me. That was, that was a good element for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you're right. You know, kill off the weakest actors first. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I was sad to see the stoner die. Oh, you mean the like full on cokehead man? No, no, not him. The stoner friend in the backseat who saw the boobs. Oh yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk about this. This is this is, I believe, the first like gratuitous nudity in this movie. I mean, in this franchise. Yeah. And I don't know that I was feeling it. It felt so like '80s horror movie degrading, where it's like there is no reason for this woman on the back of a motorcycle to flash our heroine's friend in the back seat mm-hmm. in this like premonition to a bloody, violent death. And I was like, okay, whatever. I see what you're doing, and I reject it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's excessive, but I could see that totally happening. Could you? Have you ever been flashed on the freeway? Um, no, but someone did like stick out their tongue in me with like a V, like that thing. Really? Yeah, you were in the car with me when that happened. Was I driving? Yeah, that's why I didn't notice. Yeah, and you were not impressed with their actions, I would say. But it's this stuff that happens, you know. Sure, whatever. I mean, look, I, I've heard tales from my dad of his like high school like track or uh cross country teammates mm-hmm. like just sticking their butts out of windows and stuff so i'm like okay maybe yeah see people do dumb shit in cars very true straight culture dumb shit in cars <laughs> very true also look i don't i don't have 100 percent confirmation on this but i do uh remember a scene where kimberly is looking at all these photos of her friends and being like oh remember the good times i had with these dead meat characters and <laughs> I'm pretty that sure that lasted a hot minute. I know. But I'm pretty sure every shot on that photo board, someone can prove me right or wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure pretty much every shot was of them in, on, or next to a car. And I'm like, they had these friends for this one scene, and they were just like, let's shoot a bunch of fun pictures. You know what? She actually has an extended group of friends. She has her friends for solving mysteries, her friends for car rides <laughs> where they all die. Uh-huh. That was the second group of friends to die. That was the other vision board right next to it <laughs> of all the friends that had already previously expired. Her mom did die in a car, I think. See? Cars mean a great deal to her. I don't know why she's still driving. Yeah, she should have a sequel to that Jerry Seinfeld show of like young twerps in cars getting murdered. Mm-hmm. She needs to move to New York where she doesn't need to use a car. That's how she survives. That's a good point. Although in New York City, maybe the uh, you know the city that never sleeps, maybe the insomnia is going to get you. Or maybe you'll get robbed. 
In what city or university do you expect that joke to land? Maybe when she moves to Manhattan, Jason's going to get her. <laughs> There's a good joke right there. Okay, I found it. Cross film promotion. And also, they're both New Line, aren't they? Or no? Is Final Destination New Line? I have no clue. Okay, I have no confirmation on this. What's your quality score for Final Destination 2? I gave it a three and a half. And that rounds up to a four if you want to round it up. Okay. Otherwise, I it's love rounding. not quite good to good enough for a four, but it's a three and a half. Okay. Because I was into it up until like shit started getting boring. <laughs> uh huh. Well, look, we um you you christened this one scene the field of terror, and I think that's the scene where things started getting interesting <laughs> before they got boring again. Uh huh. Because I was checked out around uh before that when they were like just having a bunch of exposition. Just so much exposition and so many theories that none of them really turned out right. <laughs> yeah, and I was it was just dumb. Like one scene that annoyed me and it happened pretty early on was when they were in the police station after they just survived the attack and mm-hmm. I guess they wanted like information or whatever. Um and then one of the characters, um, Eugene, he busts out some knowledge, really uncalled for. Uh, but I was like, This the his character exists solely to give me this speech right now oh yeah he he exposits about what happened on flight 180 mm-hmm. he talks about the death curse and then he goes "Ooh," and making fun of it and i'm like you just watched dozens of people die in a fiery burning wreck this is not the time sir yeah there, and there's a bunch of people like that and a bunch of scenes like that ali lauder has quite a few um or uh who else says things like that uh multiple <laughs> other people do yeah well, no, because they can't take death seriously until death has to prove it to them. And this Ooh. just seems like a bunch of college kids like trying to write an essay and then just coming up with the lamest theses to like have an argument to support. It was just dumb. Um, it here, was lazy writing, and I know something about lazy student writing. Yeah, I was, was going to say, Sergio, your your career as a uh, student essay reader is really showing here. You can tell when someone's making it up on the spot is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, Um what shall I say? I'm giving this movie a three out of five. I, I just, I think bringing Allie Larder back, what is in theory so a good killer. idea. Yeah, they did kill her. They burned her whole face off like Terminator 2. Yeah, she was like, time. I want to die in a way that I can't come back. Probably. No, but like, I just feel like she didn't really add much to this movie. Um, the characters were constantly looking up stuff on Google. They could have just done that instead of like had her trawling around with them Mm -hmm. because she didn't really affect the outcome of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the characters they have to replace are fun characters from the first one. I know you were feeling them, but it just, they weren't really doing it for me. I thought their dynamic was okay. It was okay, but I found the actors to be a little more anonymous and kind of vacant as well. Uh And I was just like, Oh, this is definitely kind of sequelitis of, Mm -hmm. These people are just kind of inherently less interesting because they are cannon fodder and we know what's going to happen to them. <laughs> and it's, just, it's kind of silly. I was like, one thing that I did like a lot was the fact that all of the people who are dying in this one are people who were saved from near-death experiences by, like, people who were in the original film. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this weird interconnecting web of death's design of like people who shouldn't have been alive, save these people. And it's this like kind of cascading domino effect. And I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. And I think that was a good place to go for with it in the sequel. Although, I mean, that gets really complicated the more you think about it and you just really shouldn't, <laughs> but it was, to me it was dumb because I, you know, 
Full disclosure, I kind of tuned that scene out a little bit. Oh, you sure did. Like three minutes into that scene, you were like, all right, what's been happening? I'm not paying attention. I wanted to look up what other things the cop had been in. And one I did of that them, too. <laughs> one of them was the Torkelsons. Oh, that's how you found that. Yeah, also known as Almost Home. He had a six-episode arc, which I'm sure was great on this two-season show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I other things oh how did you feel about seeing your best friend justina machado in a very early role um the lead actress from one day at a time uh you now canceled one day at a time yeah uh, look it was part of death's design <laughs> no, death really does hate netflix he's on a rampage <laughs> right now uh she was great but like I like this thing that you mentioned where you said that she was in her own little sitcom because she truly was just delivering one-liners her entire time. Oh, yeah. She is fully sitcom pregnant. She's the pregnant lady, and they think if they can get her to have her baby, they can thwart Death's design because it, a life that never should have existed has been created. Spoiler alert. It turns out that she, she never was, was supposed to die in the beginning yeah. er, to begin with, mm-hmm. so she was totally fine this whole time. Mm-hmm. But she's so sitcom pregnant. Um is there, is there, I don't know if it's a joke from Scrubs or 30 Rock, but either way, it was when Elizabeth Banks is pregnant because she was pregnant in both of those shows. Oh, really? Yes. Um, but they make a joke about her, like, having sitcom contractions, and she's like, ooh, ee, why, I, yada, yelling at all the men. That had to have been um, the other one, Scrubs. Okay. Um, but that really is what Justina Machado is doing here. She's, mm-hmm. like, screaming at this deputy guy who, because she's in jail because they were trying to track her down so they pretended that her car was stolen it's a whole thing mm-hmm. and she's always like what why you little sergeant man drive me to the hospital don't leave me it's very it's very sitcom mm-hmm. which look she's great at it she is good um i do wonder what death must have thought when they like brought her into the mix do you think death was like what are they doing what are these idiots <laughs> possibly trying to do now i i do like the idea of like a a sassy judgy death who's like these fools Uh, (laughs) they know nothing i can't wait to see what sassy death comes up with next oh it's gonna be exciting we are gonna make our guesses as to what what's going on in the next one well you are well you've seen them i have um but anyway so before we get onto that we are doing some stuff Here's how you can get in contact with us you can find us on twitter at scream 101 pod you can email us at scream 101 podcast at gmail.com Find us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, please give us five stars because we're working so hard to come back to you on time, even though our miniseries absolutely did not air on time, and I'm sorry. Um, anyway, next week we're going to be rejoining the Lake Placid world with Lake Placid 2. Mm-hmm. But let's also make our guesses for what's going to happen in Final Destination 3. I believe it came out two years after this one in 2005. And I'm going to tell you right now, because it's on the poster, this is the roller coaster one. So do you have any guesses based on that knowledge? I'm probably going to enjoy it more because I love theme parks. Okay. I'm... I guess I don't, know, I don't really like Hell's Fest all that much. But it wasn't really well, a theme park. Not really. And that movie was fine. Okay. Look, I mean, the kills were fun, but mm-hmm. the characters were supremely irritating and there wasn't a lot of like roller coastery type stuff uh-huh. anyways i love roller coasters i'm expecting to love it more okay that's my review i'm into it review uh I'm, I'm really excited to share that one with you and to revisit that one for myself because that's one that 
definitely doesn't have the reputation that part two does. Mm -hmm. But all of my memories of it, I'm like, I actually really liked that. And there's a lot of like little, not cameos, but little bit parts by Canadian actors who would later go on to be bigger things. So that's Mm -hmm. really fun. And I can't wait to join you for that. But until next time, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.